welcome to Popgram. Yay! Episode 100! A century. Well done. So you Thank could you. you could officially listen to our podcast once a year for 100 years. Why? Wow. It's amazing, isn't it? Blown my mind. Mind blown, about. yeah. Mind Just blown. Repeat, repeat that podcast about but, but, 12 but, but times. Why is it mind blown? Why okay, I don't even have time for you, useless people. <laughs> Why not just focus on the fact that you could actually listen to it over what? I don't know. Nine, eight years? No. No. no it's a century. Yeah. We're trying to establish a century. You can listen for if it. If you're listening more. to it, you know, you can one li- ignore her. You can listen for a hundred days or a hundred years. A hundred weeks. A hundred months. Yep. A mm-hmm. hundred months. For, yeah, a hundred journeys. For weeks. Mm, for yeah. a year, once a week. For a year and a so, half, maybe. Maybe a year, maybe almost a oh full God. year. Like almost a full year. Fifty-two, oh, no. yeah. 52 mm. times two. Yeah. Two, yeah. One zero zero y'all. So okay, honey, what right. should they do because of this <laughs> century? What should the people listening do? They should rate and freaking review. Do it. Uh, do it. Do it indeed. Oh wow. I Jeez. know, right? Uh, I'm Mo. I'm Honey Badger. And I'm 100 Deji. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> How very BTS run of you. <laughs> but yeah, very good. People who get that would get that. Okay, let's start with the news, shall we? Yes, let's do it. And I want to start with something I saw on um, I saw early this morning that was posted last night. Just to get your, just to get your reaction to it. Because some people were excited and people were like, Why? So it was an Instagram post made by Will Smith, but also with, um, you know, you can do these collaboration Instagram posts now, like you can collab with somebody to do a post. So it was him and Michael B. Jordan. And it was just a picture from, um, oh God, what's the name of that movie again? Why has it flown out of my head? I Am Legend. I Am Legend, yes. And it seems as it's going to be a sequel, an I Am Legend sequel with both of them. What are your instant reactions? Because a lot of people excited. Where, 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 people... Where, where the hell was Michael B in the first movie? That's not... Listen. <laughs> Why are you bring common sense to this? Well, is Michael B are the dog that got killed? I mean, what... Because isn't it supposed to be the last man on earth? Exactly. Yeah, and wasn't he, there were two endings to that movie, weren't there? There was one when he died and one where he didn't die. I don't care. What was the canonical ending? The yeah, canonical that... ending was what they released in the cinema, wasn't it? That's very true. Yes. Who gives yes. a shit about their bloody alternate series? Is that how they are going with, <laughs> with the second video? Oh, go back to the first one, watch the alternative ending, and then we'll see the sequel. I mean, but they can on. always re-explain his death, you know, in terms of concepts. Because maybe the best way to do it is you could have a multiverse. <laughs> was what, was because, Michael B the dog? People have done multiverses. No, it could also be the fact that he thought he was the last man in the world. But there were a few people like him in different parts of the country. It's fucking arrogant to assume that you're the last person in the world just because you happen to be living, I don't know, in Michigan True. or wherever it is. True. So maybe was, it could maybe be that. Michael B. Jordan was in a different state. Or maybe it's a one where maybe some black people survived, you know, since, you know, it may be only black people to survive. Who knows? Maybe it's Zion. You know, all sorts. <laughs> exactly. Are you excited for it? No. no. I didn't no. even like the first movie. <laughs> So, I don't know. Wasn't it about zombies or something? We don't no. know what happened. It we was what happened. Uh, mysterious. We only know that when he decided to 
fancy a mannequin. He happened to fancy a white mannequin. You know. And we're all right, like, okay, I see. All right, so even in a film where there are no right, women about, and there's supposed to be an inanimate one, white supremacy still one. Okay, leading us to my next story. Um, speaking of Will Smith, Will Smith was one of the winners in last week's um, SAG yeah. Awards. Mm. Uh, he won for uh, Best Outstanding Performance by a Male Actor in a Leading Role for King Richard. Um, beating out Andrew Garfield, who was um, a hot favorite, and also Denzel Washington. Um, did you Did you guys hear about the awards? Or I heard about the watch? awards. People were saying, "Oh, you should watch his speech. Watch his speech." I was like, "I'm not interested in watching his speech because I cannot get him out of the red table talks." So anytime I see him now, <laughs> all I see is red table talks. Special. What do you do, Jada? <laughs> Listen, I think Laverne Cox was being dragged online because she had a, you know, she was one of those red carpet um, hosts or whatever. And she was interviewing Jada and Will. And at the end of the interview, she basically said, you know, Will wants to see more of you and, you know, good luck in your endeavors, blah, blah, blah. And Jada, you know, hopefully more table talks and less entanglements, something like that, paraphrasing. But she mentioned entanglements at the end, and they both laugh it off. But then Black Twitter was like, no, disrespectful, why are you dragging them? They are royalty, why do you have to put their business after the streets like that? Yes, we really, like, they felt like... They I put think, their business after the streets. I know, I know. All she did was kick it a little. <laughs> I know, but a lot of people are like, why are you, why are you bringing that up here? Like, this is, this is like, this is the classic story. I mean, that's not... Okay, I, I mean, I can get their point that they, there's a context to where you, you're talking about people's business on the streets. Exactly. But they know, you can't bring, you, you can't... Look, we, we're messy people. <laughs> we are messy your business people. out. We'll and Lauren La- Cox did go on Instagram Live to address it. And she said she wasn't apologizing because she didn't mean it. Like, it, her intent wasn't evil or bad or whatever. But she likes that people are very protective of the Smiths. That it's good that we're so protective of our own like that. Um, we're not protective of our own like that. Because when it comes <laughs> to racist stuff or stupid shit that is external, we do not have that same energy. Because there are too many cowards in the black community to actually stand up with their full chest and actually defend people against those types of things. We go Very for our true. own and we drag them to the street. That's the fucking problem. Exactly. But, a, it's yeah, Cox but you know, so. if, you, if you're curious to see, I think it was a nervous tick that she was looking for something to say and she just said entanglements. Um, I do think that, oh God, there's something I was going to add, but I've completely forgotten what I was going to say. But yeah, I didn't think it was that big a deal and everything. But I do think it had, I do think it was it came from a white reporter. I think I will understand maybe the anger, but you know they won't have think... had the same vim. They don't. Mm. A lot of them do not have the fucking guts yeah, because I've don't. I've noticed a certain energy from Black Twitter that they seem to have a bit more you know cojones when it comes to attacking. Other black people. Oh yes. Oh god. It's and and maybe we can mention some of the stuff that we got into in the last couple of weeks. But anyway, other people that won at the SAGs: Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, um, Coda, that movie that's on Apple. The male had the the supporting male actor on that one is a Troy Couture. Mm-hmm. I've seen the movie. Irina Bose from um, from for West Side Story. Um, one um, female actor in a supporting role as well. Coda was the got the best uh, cast ensemble for motion picture. 
No Time to Die won outstanding performance by a stunt ensemble in the motion picture. Did you, were you happy about that? Mm. Did you high five yourself and go, yes? And I'm not getting <laughs> any fun. residuals, any money, so I like, I like it, but I don't yeah, like it that But much. you do act like you own the IP, so please. <laughs> we have you know, said that Robert Buckley should be talking with you. <laughs> be consulting with you. Already said that you're the man of the people when it comes to James Bond. Um, but yeah, I think one of the highly publicized awards was the fact that Lee John Jay and um, Jung Hu Hill, um, Jung Hu Hill, won for Squid Game, the male and actor respectively, um, first Korean actors to do so, which is brilliant. And um, yeah, and also Jason Segates to get kiss one for um, Ted Lasso, and I think also think they won best cast as well for a comedy which i think is well deserved but yeah anything else anyone wants to add about the sags before i move on mm. is the sag sagging mm-hmm. wow really? well the reason wow. is look no the reason i'm saying you know what I'm, i you know what i'm trying to um um pivot into it's just the fact that the most of the saga was have the credibility any of these awards they have as that much credibility anymore i don't know if people are as excited i don't know Actually, I'm going to pivot this into the Oscars because mm. I think that nobody knows what they want anymore. Mm. Everyone says the same thing. Oh, it's not hitting anymore. Oh, they should make it. These are the things they can do to make these awards more popping. And it seems as if the Oscars are trying to take that on board, but people are still then still not happy. So one of the major criticisms of the Oscars was that, okay, it's too long. They're very unnecessary awards that they're like, you know, best costume um you know the technical awards things like that so the oscars were like okay we're going to um cut the broadcast short the telecast short i'm going to do those awards off offline and people went absolutely nuts and said mm-hmm. why and it's like okay hold on that's something so that which people went about. absolutely nuts is like, it the industry so people hold on they hold said on because media. not that many people no, on twitter no. no they said it was social because it, i remember when it was the industry people they were talking about it two years ago they said people were going nuts because that's when people said okay so what do you guys want then because there were a lot of op-eds about that okay so what do you what is that we actually want so you guys what the like is it uh, that we're okay. just um tired of the oscars as a thing or we Sorry, want the oscars, I, I think this but... I, I think this is the issue we're coming after the fact the awards happen after everything else the reason a lot of people mm. don't know what they want is because everything is disparate and fragmented so then for and what to come in after the fact it's it links very much to how people consume the different films the different media mm-hmm. so it's going to be very very difficult to say you can have an award that's going to fill all people because as i hate to keep banging on about it because there's a limit there's not as much curation as there used to be mm-hmm. it's a lot more difficult to manage this awards process because people be like, well, why didn't they watch this? Why didn't they watch that? Why did? Because now it's just broad. But I think when it comes to the award ceremony itself, they need to rethink how they do it based on the current, um, I suppose, the current landscape in that sector. And I don't really think they should just be going onto Twitter, where basically it's almost like taking every single bad review you've got in your life. That's basically what Twitter is, because you're not going to get that many good reviews and then use that as how it is you look to reshape the oscars but that's just me yeah no i, I agree with that mm. but but it's what i've told honey before and i don't think she agrees at all i think that um what you just said is very interesting because it's very um it's a very sorry I'm, i want to say this because this might take me some time to 
trying to explain to you guys, but I think mm-hmm. that when people are looking for either validation or or review or criticism of their work or about anything. So for instance, what you're talking about with Oscars looking to find out like, okay, how did you guys feel? I think that when you said, when you said, okay, a lot of people did not like this this year and a lot of people didn't like that that year, the word people is too generalized. Mm. So if people say, okay, we got stuff on Twitter, what exactly did you get from Twitter? I feel that um, what people are looking at in Twitter is not exactly individual responses. I, wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. Let me get my points because you've not gotten my point yet. I don't think that, like, I don't think there are specific people like the John Smith who is going, I can't understand how that technical award was not, was not um, broadcast because most people don't know. I think that what's really happening that happened in the time of, of uh, the American, the useless American president is that a lot of people in the field of movies, maybe um, amateur critics, all fans. that kind of stuff, big fans, are actually the ones who are having that um, response on social media, on blogs, on YouTube. And then um, normal or what I call uh, no. magazine, whatever media, carries that view. I'm talking about film magazine. I'm talking about other people now mm. talk about that stuff. And then Oscars, everyone listens to that. So you're saying it's an echo chamber. I That's think it's an echo chamber. I, I do believe that. I, it's what I was trying to explain to Honey that I do believe that a lot of the responses people get from things are not coming from people. They're coming from specific people that other people parrot. Okay. Um, I agree with that. I don't that. know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree with that. I also think that when they were... Because it's a huge undertaking to want to change an award show to basically say mm. right how we come how can we dump the old frame that we're using and try and reshape it? I think, and I've worked in industries or in offices where businesses are, are basically trying to collate public opinion, and they do that through looking at comment, not just mm. social media, comments made on news stories. Um, you know, pieces in newspapers or magazines, and they use that data to gauge what public opinion is. Not simply, and I just want to read. It's it's not simply going onto Twitter and seeing what the hashtag of Oscars is. They're trying to gauge a, a, a um, you know a general mood. And yeah, it's very difficult too because not everyone has has given an opinion, and not everyone has the same opinion. Um, I just think one I know that is sometimes general is that it's too long. Yeah, yeah, of course. But but, 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 but but what I'm saying is that they make it sound like they're going to Twitter and social media and people are saying that no. A lot from what I know about mm. some marketing departments work is that they go based on likes. They they go if you if you are looking at um forms when people submit um uh answers to something. Mm. The the information that a lot of people use to make their decisions isn't specific. Isn't specific responses. It is a tally. Sentiment analysis. Yes, mm. sentiment. That's the right yeah, word. So, so it's okay. about how many likes do people have on that tweet. Mm. Like you just said, they will look for hashtags that. Remember, people now um, create hashtags to make a point about something. Mm-hmm. So if you are mm. looking for Oscars, you are going to go to Oscars twenty twenty two or whatever it is but those those tags in the first place are created with intent it wasn't it's not naturally created some people now know how to 
um, manipulate the sentiment. The sentiments now. So and then there's you get already there already tags that already exist for things that are coming out in December, as an example. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the the problem I'm having is that when they say, "Oh, we went to social media," they're trying to say, "Oh, we went to find." Um, as um 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 as uh, opinion, mm. the opinion that is broad and honest. That's not true. But also, also, I think there may be f- people may forget that it is the, sometimes it's the same person fifteen times because someone who's yes. going to comment on Instagram is as likely to comment on Honey, Facebook, that, who's that, as likely that, to comment on YouTube. That's what I was trying to say. Exactly. That's what I was trying to say. That it's not true. It's not a true depiction. That's what I was trying to explain. That I think the actual progenitors of 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 contents of reviews of analysis are specific people. There might be a thousand or maybe a million of them, but they're specific people that do that. Yeah, because Most it feels that like or retweets. Yes, because it seems people who are swaying the culture, they're only a handful of yes. them, to be honest. Yes. Because even on Twitter where they're saying they're you know, was it two hundred million? Mm. That's not that many people. And then the people who are real influencers, and I'm not talking about someone says, Oh, here's my Prada bag. People who are going yeah. around retweeting things, cutting from thingy, getting people angry again at Ellie Kemper. Mm. The, the, it's almost like, okay, how did this become viral? It is because mm. those people are so prolific. Do you know why? Because yes, because YouTube YouTube taught me that and the army taught me that because and this is two different topics. The army and the way they manipulate the um, the rankings the, the rankings and also have showed me that if amateurs can do that professionals can as well oh, but yeah. professionals are lazy and they have no passion i always trust exactly. amateurs. no i don't believe that because <laughs> i do believe that i do believe like like in the video game industry of 20 years ago when there was reviews for money i do believe that there's clicks and there's likes for money as well oh, we know that it's just that no there's one talks posting about it. for money yeah i mean mm. look at um um what do you call it um uh, that um sex on the city one what was the the new just name like called? that just, oh, like, just that. like that yes. there were some people like i told you that was like ah this will talk about black shit <laughs> so how's and just like that in and they tweet about it when because they're trying to create yes. that cultural yes. force yes they're trying to force it it's very inorganic and inauthentic mm. but i do take the worst point in the fact that where else would you be able to go get opinion that you feel is outside of your little bubble than social media, you're crowdsourcing. And mm. yes, we know there's a bias towards people who are very passionate and interested in these things, and they're not fully representative of people. And to be honest, for most people, they'll say, well, Twitter is not real life, which is true to an extent. Mm, to an extent. So I can understand the point she's making about the fact that, well, people, is this amorphous group that the Oscar committee and all these other award ceremonies are looking through okay hold on i was saying something because yeah. you interrupted me so um what i was the last part i was going to say was that i said the army and then there was youtube and the reason i was talking about youtube was obviously with the removal of the dislike um counts and mm. and what i'm trying to say is that there is ways in which people were using the like and dislike buttons and when they remove that now you know, people now have to focus on commenting. Yeah, but then they're moving comments to the the, the they basically um YouTube is de-emphasizing comments. They're making it difficult for you to find comments and make comments. Yeah, and also you know if you look at yeah. YouTube and you look at let's say um the latest hip hop or pop video that has two hundred million views, how many comments are there? 
it's less than 10% of the comments. Mm. So that proves... Yeah, but less than 10%. So hold on, there's a metric that you need to be aware of in terms of efficacy. If you get 10% of comments... Um, actually, no. If you get 10% of likes to your views and you get 1% of comments to your views, that's actually seen as a success. That's mm. what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm saying okay. that the amount of people who have watched the video are not actually commenting. More than 90... Yeah, okay, 1%. I would say, so they're saying that 1% of the people who've watched the video mm-hmm. would comment. Yes. So that is a positive. No, I'm not saying it's a positive. Yeah. I'm saying that the the point of view that they give about opinions mm. is not is false because they make it sound like everyone I you know that I'm, you're, I'm saying basi- about this you're saying basically if one percent of people are going to comment that means someone must have been moved very enough, strongly exactly. and but also have a propensity to comment so mm. most so people not are not reaction. actually it's talking not about that yeah it's true uh, and, yeah there are people know. that have watched it probably liked it but don't can't be asked to comment Totally get you. It's not true. Yeah, I mean, look how, and how like much it's totally different. Yeah, yeah. because mm. some people just like to just shoot. Because I'm on Twitter, I'm a liker. I'm not retweeting stuff and I'm not tweeting stuff. <laughs> but yeah, there are people who obviously you follow for entertainment value. It's like having that one mad friend in a group of people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you just go. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I really get. So, what, what now for award ceremonies? If they can't I mean, really get to the people that they want to get to, which is young people who are on Twitter. Because that's what they want, really. Okay, so that's why that... I mean, mm. thank you for that. I'll take that. <laughs> thank you for the hook. Um, yeah, that's why they have the Oscar fan favorites. If I'm sure if you've been on Twitter, you probably have seen this hashtag floating, um, floating around. So basically, they're getting fans, <laughs> fans, people, to vote for their basically a favorite movie like of all time there seems to be no time limits. So they have... They've narrowed it down because everybody had to nominate... Um, movies and they now correlated those votes. At one point, the Camila Cabello um, version of Cinderella was trending as number one because people were oh, taking it it's seriously. It's an army thing. And then, but now they've correlated the nomination, the last, um, the nominations for this award now. So it's Army of the Dead, Cinderella, The Power of the Dog, Tick Tick Boom, Dune, Sing Two. Spider-Man No Way Home and Malign- uh, Malignant, which I haven't seen. Uh, oh, no, there are two more. Uh, Minamata, I don't, I don't know what that is, and The Suicide Squad, the 2021 version that was released. Um, that's uh, James Gunn's version. So, yeah, that's the Oscar fan favorite. The second audience award is the Oscar chair moment. So the part, the part of the movie, a movie that there's a scene that basically makes you like, you know, jump out of your chair and chair for it. That's what they call that. So the nominations are, well, after people have sent that, you know, uh, hashtag about it, the nominations have been correlated from the reactions where Spider-Man No Way Home, the Spider-Man team up, um, Avengers Endgame, the Avengers Assemble section, um, Dream Girls, the, and, and, you know, the bit where um, Thingy sings and I'm telling you, Jennifer Hudson. Um, the Matrix, Neo dodging bullets, um, Zack Snyder's Justice League, the Flash Speed Force bit at, towards the end. I don't know if you guys remember that. It took me a while to remember what that was. <laughs> and those are the movies in the top five that are going to go on to win this particular Oscar. So And this is what go. we mean by, you know, social media. Because mm. if you get a, an inspired enough army, they'll get some shit to the top. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is my problem with this kind of stuff. And they'll be like, oh, people are engaged. But idiots are engaged. 
butts are engaged and no one really cares and i think that is what they they're really really missing people may use it as an opportunity for cinderella before kamiya cabello to win and then it will be discredited and people say who cares about the oscars anyway it lacks credibility yes or someone else something else wins that is obscure and people say it lacks credibility because it doesn't reflect popular opinion and only that and also it, it, it's almost are, like they should have curated think... it because they're being too stupid you can't just say public everything and everything exactly, is open. this is the problem because... well i was going to say that they're bearing the lead because the complaints people made was why is spider-man no me home not considered for Movie the of, of the year. Yeah, that was what right? exactly was. This, and, that was movie of the year, best or, film, or best film, or whatever. Yeah. And best and to me, they decided not to solve that problem, mm-hmm. right? They decided that they were going to do this stupid, um, teens' choice awards nonsense, and and to <laughs> me that to me awards. that 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 look, honestly that hurts the Oscars in my opinion. It does. It dilutes um, it. And and also it also um, means that the Oscars are saying, oh, we don't have to change our um our members our members don't have to become more relevant it's like the black lives matter movement yeah. where people don't want to change the system they just want to do things around the edges yeah. so it looks like that they're actually doing something but they're doing nothing yeah. the issue that everyone has stated is that the popular choice and the intellectual choice there needs to be a balance mm-hmm. but instead of them doing that they're going okay we're going to give you absolute pig swill mm. And we still get to keep our credibility about the great intellectual films and prestige films we choose. Mm-hmm. There's a problem. Yeah. It means that they do, they, their mentality isn't changing. They just want to be popular. They don't want to change to be popular. They don't want to lead the culture. They don't want to be the cultural vanguard. And you know what? They, that's the issue. You know what's going to make it even worse? I bet you, and I haven't seen any of this stuff. You may even tell me that I'm right. But I bet you that these popular choice thing were bullshit, bullshit awards are actually going to have... Um, you know, presented by Mastercard or some stupid nonsense <laughs> attached to sponsored it. by. Uh, it's sponsored by. You, do you understand? They're going to make it so different, and who knows? Even the Oscars itself might not have a different color because the reason why well, I don't like the Baftas is when they do Baftas. Um, the orange um, chosen um, by rising, blah blah blah. Rising star, rising star, different color. Yeah, it's a different it's thing. Orange. Brits or something. Uh, no, that's no, no, Brits. It's, it's they Bafta. have the Bafta orange. Rising Star Awards, so Rising, mm. and it's a totally so it's different now orange, which is weird. I like, it's like, oh, they're, they're, that is what they're trying to say. They're, they may make an Oscar for the pig swoon population, <laughs> they're like, that's why it's a different one because it, 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 you can't sit over here, you sit on that table over there. With that's not you're not really a with yeah. us, you are just the um, uh, what's that, um, Simon Cowell version Oscar. That's what it sounds mm. like to me. Mm. But the public voted for you, good for the public, good for you. But we didn't choose you because because if I won that award, I will feel odd walking into the membership because they didn't choose me. At the end of the day, right? Because and I may not as even, much as I don't and like I may it, not even have been chosen. Um, I may have been chosen as a joke. Thank mm. you, and that's the problem. At least if you I guys agree. voted for me, I can say, well, you guys voted for me, and then I can just walk in. But now I'm like, okay. Uh, it was a bit of a joke. No one gives a shit about me, and people might be laughing about it. Yes, will be the boat, boat face um, type of award. It doesn't yeah. help. To me, it doesn't help. <laughs> six people on Twitter. I, I, look, what, <laughs> what we're seeing here is institutions of power, mm. systems of power, people in charge of them who finally <laughs> got themselves to the greasy pole do not want to change. Imagine, imagine, imagine if 
every government had a voted by the public politician, right? <laughs> Do you understand? Who doesn't actually sit at, at, at Westminster? Who has a special uniform he wears? And you were telling me he's an MP? I'll, I'll fucking laugh at that. So, so, you know, understand what I'm saying? So, to me, it's a mockery, right? People say, oh, yeah, you know, we want a black CEO. Okay, you know what? We have to see over that many people. <laughs> like, you sit over there. I mean, but no, this I'm is sorry. a level of derision it inspires. And, they, and they're, they're not going to know when they become the fucking Blackberry or the Nokia of their world. Anyway, know, yeah, let's just, move on. It's Sorry. fucking weird. It's like when they get you to vote for the name of like the White House dog or something. It's just like, let's give you something. <laughs> like, vote. Let's make you really feel that your vote matters. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, I give a fuck. Okay. Um, kicking the dog in the corner uh, somewhere. This might, anyway. this might actually make you all angry as well. Because I, you know, when you have a snot of derision, I re- recently read that in the book. I actually gave a snot of derision when I read this. So Jack Harlow, you know, you know, from Industry Baby. I, I know what he's about to say, but I think this Jack is for Harlow? you. He, he's he's um, a rapper. White rapper. <laughs> His, His name is Jack Harlow. Yeah, Jack Harlow. You must have heard of him. Oh no, I'm not going. Let, let okay, me go on. Okay, he's going to start in a remake of White Men Can Jump. Uh, Kenya Barris, he of Blackish, Grownish, and Mixish, is and Doug Hall are going to be writing the script. The last thing they did together was um, Girls Trip, um, and he got the lead after his first ever screen audition. Apparently, according to Deadline, he won over all the filmmakers and the execs. So the auditions for his colleague are being fast tracked. So in case people don't know, White Man Can Jump is basically, it's a remake, obviously, um, of um, a 1992 sports comedy which helped launch Woody Harrelson's movie career. He was in mm. it with Wesley Snipes. Who is Wesley and, Snipes um, Rosie Perez. Yeah, no, they cast well. a white guy first. Yeah, they cast a white guy first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is doing yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Who is doing this? Is it the original um, studio who is doing this? I, I, I assume so because it would be the IP, no? Who knows? They might, maybe they sold the IP. Like, I don't know what studio okay. it is, but, but yeah. This is odd. Why that movie? What? Who? Who thought? Okay. I think Kenya Barris is always looking for an opportunity to cast black and white people oh, together. Sorry, did you say Kenya Barris is doing it? Yes. Kenya Barris and Doug Hall. Yeah, they last did Girls Trip together. So and I think uh, he's always looking for an opportunity. I've just put here. Kenya Barris has decided to remake White Man Can Jump with Jack Harlow to bring about the downfall <laughs> of the culture. <laughs> There's some people that you know are in the culture to sabotage. This to me feels a very skin folk, inkin folk thing. Anyway. Because it also shows that he's so obsessed with the white gaze that you even saw that from, you know... um, Um, uh, Black as fuck. uh, Yeah, exactly. Because um, why would you cast the white person first? Meaning that the white person also may have a say over who the black person is going to be cast. Yeah. This is a seminal black movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I it, it's I, almost I, like, to me, it's, it, it's strange. It, it's like basically saying, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to cast which, which of these stupid no, no, ass I can things. Tell you, I can tell you. So, no, so I'm making... cast the slave masters before the slaves. No, no. In Let Amistad. me give an example. No, no, no. That's not even a good example. So, oh, it is. So we are redoing... Um, that's a uh, uh, oh god, the Prince Zamunda movie. What's it called? Oh, Coming Come to America. America. And then we now decide to cast the white old man that sits in the barbershop <laughs> first, which ha- also happens to be Eddie Murphy. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's. I don't know because of his drag. How does the name? I don't know. And name why? I don't. I don't know. Even making ripples in music, they might as well just put Post Malone. At least he's a wider known. Oh, no much. <laughs> but okay. Sorry, sorry. I know I'm not into pop as uh, you know into pop culture as you guys, so but cute. I actually know who Post Malone is. I don't know who Harlow is. Harlow can't so even make his own music popular enough for people to actually buy it as a rapper. Then what the fuck is he doing in movies? And also, it also makes me worry because okay, even if they're going to remake it, why are you casting a white rapper? Woody Harrelson wasn't a white rapper. You just trying to get actor. young people. They well, want to get young people to watch it. But there are lots of young actors that they could States. actually find. I, I mean, come know. on. Okay, so okay, so let me bring on my my cynical hat and not my oh yeah chatting shit honey for the culture hat because I have so many different personas, guys. So let me wear this hat for a while. Okay, if you're going to do anything now that has to do with pop culture, so that's music. Music videos, collaborations, films, even books. You are looking to have someone bring their audience with you. You now are not, you don't have time now to go, no, 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 no. Let this guy go on this tour. Let him talk to this, um, this uh, media people, this, that, and the other. You're going, well, he has an inbuilt audience who will come okay. and watch his <laughs> shit. Hold on. But I was like, well, so did Chris Brown, so did Soldier Boy. But hey, if they think it's gonna work, do you know who I love? Cast okay. I, I think, honey, I totally I agree with you to an extent. I think, and this is gonna be based on my next story, that there isn't enough actors of that kind, white actors who are exciting at the moment that people want to watch. That is what I have said. Because, okay, go on, I agree. Yes, Timothy yes, Shirley. They should just. He, Timothy Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet is too big. He's not. He's not, not even nice to be. He's not that good. And he cannot. Well, he has, he's not other actor. He's not Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac isn't white. White. Wait, wait, not, wait, 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 not, wait, wait, wait. He's, he's not that talented. Wait, 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 wait. He's better than Harlow. I can tell you that right now. Without even can seeing Harlow. Can you see him act. in Woody Harrison's role for? One yes. But I can't see Jack Harlow. I can't see Jack Harlow. I can't see him either. I can't and see him either. But Timothy Chalamet, who I know as an actor. But based on what Honey said. He has a sizable following, mm. right? They can and bring him does. to the movie, and then at least he's an actor. Someone. Yeah, I agree. But then he's he's maybe he's just um okay. Name me another white actor. I, white I can't. That's actor. why I said Timothy. Okay, that's, that's what I'm saying. Shalom, There's not enough Shalom. of them around who are excited. No, no, no. I think that's unfair. That's unfair. <laughs> you can't ask three black people to name you a young white actor. At particularly three middle aged. Okay, okay, fair <laughs> enough. You know what? Jacob, Jacob Belaudi. Um, you know, that other one, I'm saying that. And so, Egot or whatever. The and so, but as so Egot is problematic. So, th- mm. there are not a lot so where a people lot are like, oh, um, I agree. But I'm not saying that in terms of the pop culture zeitgeist at the moment, apart from Timothy Chalamet, there are not a lot of white actors. People are saying, oh my God, he's amazing, blah, blah, blah. I hear much more about white female actresses than white male actresses. I, I don't actually hear that much about white female actresses. I hear more I about do. white female opportunists so people who've decided no it's true who've decided okay. no, 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 to do something like that girl with the um, kanye west supposedly she was um, an actress so i'm not saying well no, in the same way oh, she is an actress <laughs> okay so, or people like camilla cabello so what i'm just trying to say what here is, is jams? who's jams 
to their oh. <laughs> Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. So this this is what I'm trying to because I would say that maybe we're far removed because the I mean all these like Addison Ray who got a show so or got a film. She you know, for one, she got, uh, um, she's all that the remake. Exactly. So what I'm trying to say here is that even if we're talking about oh young white actors, the same way that young black actors, people could make the same argument. We're too old to really, really be as as much as you poke our nose in the culture to know what the young kids are into. No, you're right. watching TikTok. Although there's okay. another guy I just thought about that actually could also do Can't the role. Tom no, 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 no. Is the is the lead guy in uh, Kobukai. Um, the white guy in okay. Kobukai because okay. he's okay. also. Okay, I've heard of him. Actually, he's actually quite big. But there's tons of TV like shows that they could use. Yeah, because yes. I was I'm thinking about um that your show that I only watched the first season. Thirteen reasons why a couple of the white guys there could yeah, actually he, play. He actually I, I don't. Or actually, even that one about um, that love one story where they did three of it. Yes, and there's yes. This Noah guy no, no, no. As a matter of fact, Dupe, yeah. I'm now convinced that uh, Mr. Fucking Black Guy is actually an idiot. He's interested right? in a white person who also you know is adjacent to black culture. Yes. Because you know he's like, what? oh, I take that back. I think he's going like, oh, he's one of us. He's invited to the cookout. Yeah, he's an idiot. I He's take that back. I mean, they say his audition was amazing. So I expect that maybe. <laughs> and they also told us amazing. that Black as Fuck was amazing. <laughs> he did say that. He did like say AS. that. AS. They said Nixish was amazing. But I do they take said, my previous um, statement back. <laughs> They said, um, what do you call it? the other ish ish one? Mm. Uh, it was mix-ish. just amazing. I'm sorry, it's grownish, mixish. Um, uh, actually, grownish apparently. Is... I, I stand by grownish. I think grownish is very no, no. I was just going to say that grownish is yeah, it's different, but mixish, yeah, I heard, yeah, it's absolutely terrible. I so, uh, anyway, yeah, Not let's just move on from from um, dude. He's, right, he reminds more, me of that other lady, casting news or potential casting news. The one that people are talking about a lot is that they're making um, a Madonna biopic, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, you've heard this one, yeah, yeah. And, no, uh, I didn't. Di- and who is it? So the t- even the casting directors things out like Carmen Cuba is running the search, and they've whittled it down to like a list of actresses. So they've got Julia Garner. If you've seen Ozark or you've seen um, Inventing Anna, where she's playing Anna Delvey, no, okay, her <laughs> Florence Poe. Um, Alexa mm-hmm. Demi from Euphoria, um, Odessa Young from Mothering Sunday. I haven't seen that, but Emma Lard from May of Kingtown, which I've watched. She's also in the running for it. Um, also Bibi Rexa, the singer, and um, Sky Ferreira, who is also in um, um no, that's yeah, and Sky Ferreira, who's also in a uh, what's it called uh, Euphoria, and was in Baby Driver. I had like a small role in Baby Driver. So a lot of people are saying that the role should go to either Julia Garner or Florence Poe. But the, the who is producing this? Is this Madonna, produced by Madonna? Definitely. Madonna. Madonna has a hand in it. Uh, she's definitely producing. I think she's also going to get final say on who basically. Is she, um, is she, is she acting in it? No, mm-hmm. she's not. I don't, who knows? I don't, she's she got. She's got to be our mother. She prob. She probably will play her mom. You, exactly. But her mother died when she was young, so yeah, maybe oh, she, yeah, she, she might oh, play it now. She might. She might just show her give birth to herself and then die. But but anyway. at the moment, these actresses are basically going through some a boot camp where they have to do choreography sessions with Madonna's choreographer. Apparently, eleven hours a day. Um, they're called, they're doing readings with Madonna, doing singing auditions as well, Madonna and um, with Madonna as well. And the biopic apparently is going to be culminating in her 
Blonde Adventure Tour, the nineteen ninety tour, that's where it's going to end. So they're like saying that they're that they have to really have good singing and dancing um ability. Who, who is, so, sorry, um, honey. Who, oh sorry. Very quickly, who is um who is bankrolling is? Who's controlling it? Who's bankrolling it? Oh the the studio? Oh um, yeah. Is this is this coming know. to cinema? Is it going because to a streaming I'll service? I'll find out who the studio is. You keep talking. But, but for me, I've got to say, based on people, biopics of people's lives that we've seen, mm-hmm. Madonna's to me is boring. <laughs> it is. Etta James had a drug addiction. You know, Tina Turner was in a very abusive relationship and all that kind of stuff. So it's almost like even if we're doing to 1990, I'm sure she has her own story and she'd be like, oh yeah, this, that and the other. But... To me, I, I don't yeah. know if it's going to resonate in the way she wants to because I think her audience is kind of aged out and we knew so much about her. I mean, we've all seen her naked. We've, she's revealed practically everything because she was a tabloid darling. I don't know if that's the, there's that mystery. Before social media, I would say one of the celebrities I knew a lot about was Madonna. So, that's, I'm, that's so I'm not sure if there's that discoverability maybe in a hundred years time when people go oh my god madonna she did this she did that she did the other maybe then it will work but you know it's the same way that they're doing biopics of um, barack obama now and you're going this isn't really the time yeah it's too early yeah they're doing one of michelle isn't it it's it's more interesting when the person is no longer here you can actually put their contributions in the historical context but when they're alive to manipulate the story, mm. it just doesn't... It doesn't really give what it needs to give. But that's just more... I do agree. Um, the studio is universal. And um, it actually says here that Diablo Cody um, at one point was attached because writing a treatment and then was fired by the studio, it seems. But yeah, it was universal. But I thought okay. that was Anything interesting. Else? Um, of course, I'm going on to other stories now. Um, Neighbours is going to end this summer yeah, after four decades on our screens, guys. I heard, I heard. Neighbours is a beloved Australian soap. I think at one point, some everybody in the UK has watched at least some Neighbours. Yeah. Watched yeah, Neighbours yeah. at some point in their lives, you yeah. know. Yeah, stop watching Neighbours in the early 2000s. And then I, yeah, the I, I, I stopped watching Neighbours um, in, in A-levels. I used to like Home and Away. Home and Away. Oh, I, like the, yeah, I, I, I like the music. I, I like <laughs> the music, like the but I didn't like it. But, I um, know all the words. Oh, God. Oh, really? yeah. So let each day. hold me in your arms. Don't let me go. Yeah, I want to stay forever. Because each day. That's, I told you, I love Home and Away. Home and Away. Neighbours is a beloved Australian soap which first hits the UK screens in 1985 and it's had um, it's basically was the start of a lot of these Australian a lot of Australian superstars now like uh, Kylie Minogue, Liam Hemsworth Jason Donovan um, Alan Dale um, and also even recently Margot Robbie as well um, ah, but, you are missing, yeah. you are missing one person it's the fact that one street I'm missing one very important person. She did Who? that Who? movie, um, Dead or Alive. Do you not remember? Is this oh my God, Holly Valance. <laughs> 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 
How dare you do forget kiss kiss the biggest kiss, star kiss. of them all. <laughs> Look, did she marry a Barclay brother or something? No, she married a Candy brother. A Candy brother. Look, I knew she married somebody that was steeped in money. Look, man. Oh, so hence she did not get doing. Oh, I didn't know that. That's that is kiss, interesting. Kiss, yo, Holly Valance. So what is that her life? An audition for the Candy? Hey. Look, man, um, leave Tyler. Um, so mantle the Australian production company that does Neighbours, were trying to find a new network deal because Channel 5 had the audacity not to, not to renew their contract. <laughs> but if so, you don't watch it, how dare you say Channel 5 had the audacity? I think Channel 5 was going, ah, there only about two people watching this. <laughs> Channel Why 5 can't Fremantle said... talk to Netflix? Netflix will buy anything. Oh, oh. Look, man, I don't, look, look, man, I don't think so. But Netflix will buy anything for a season. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Because Netflix is going like so. How many seasons have you done? Forty. Are we out? <laughs> exactly. Um, Channel okay, Five said that they wanted to invest more in more UK scripted dramas, and it was rumored They're that liars. Was- They're liars. The world is watching. <laughs> scripted drama. After really? forty years, please. Because Channel Five, from what I've noticed, is when they're doing a UK scripted drama, well, once every five years, just like anything. <laughs> Did they have bullshit. a soap? Channel Five. A while ago, years ago, they, they had a soap. Yeah, they did, but Family I forgot the something? British soap. I only remember Sunset Beach, obviously, because I I, I like my soaps over the top. But they had a British one. Yeah, but Family Circle, which... Family Matters. Yeah, something doing families because I was watch I watched that too. Yeah. Oh bloody hell! University was such a fantastic time for soaps. <laughs> All I remember, all I remember was was I watched Neighbors, I really liked it. Then one Saturday on Channel 4, I watched I know you guys know this, so that's why I'm I'm teasing a little. I watched this TV series and I was like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. And it was called Asif. Ah! And I was like, the hell is this and because I, I didn't watch it from the beginning I and obviously it, it was you know tv times where you know guys this is olden days where you know yeah. there's no box sets online so <laughs> i no, never knew yeah. the beginning i never saw the end but i watched Look. one bit and i was like what the fuck is this yeah it was so good yeah just wanted to get people to i've been watching you for some time the lady, ju- just in case I'm crazy, the lady in Bond, she was in it, right? The um, uh, uh, Money Penny. She was in Asif, right? I never saw Naomi Harris in no, Asif. No, no, So it wasn't Naomi Harris because there was a. It was a the black, black girl. No, it was okay, Chikezi something. She's Nigerian. She's oh, Ibo. Okay, she was Ibo. Okay, she was Ibo. Short hair. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. That, was in, okay. that was in Amy Harris. No. Okay, but yeah. Anyway, um, so you watched Asif and then neighbors just stopped existing to you. No, no, no. I watched Asif, but because it was just random on a Saturday, and I, you know, we're bored, you know, and I watched it. I was like, oh, interesting. And I tried to watch it, but because we're doing things on Saturday, I didn't watch it again. Yeah. So what happened with neighbors? Which oh, is what we're oh no, no, no. On. Neighbors was always on at six p.m. It's like the whole house used to watch it's it. Six so p.m. I, or five thirty. No, whatever the time was. Yeah, yeah. It was twelve thirty, and they used to repeat at. Yeah, and then the same with home, um, home and away because there were thirty minutes. In. Yes, yes. So as long as it was start, yes, exactly. you have your one out down under. So that's what I, I used yeah. to uh, watch. Not every day. The last one I watched was when there was toadfish. Yes. Yeah, toadfish. And there was serendipity. That is where my my story of that ends. I definitely, definitely recommend for people who used to watch Neighbors to look at the cast photo that they put up 
to show the end of neighbors because so many people have aged, so changed. Many We've only made like so the guy who was called Toad or Tad or Tad whatever fish. his name is. Because uh, no, there was Toad, there's Toadfish yeah. and there's Tad who was Tadpole. But oh yes, because the guy Toad that had the ponytail tad, yes. at the time, mm. you know, there was this guy mm. that had the ponytail. He looked so different. That's now. Toad. Fish. Yeah, oh, it was you. it was so interesting. And then obviously the main two couples are still there, and oh, they really? look like they are seventy years old. And just so you remember, it's Ramsey Street. Yeah, yeah Ramsey, Ramsey Street. Ramsey. Yes. <laughs> Ramsey Street. <laughs> wow. Anyway, but do, so do you anyway. remember the um the the team theme tune of neighbors? That's when good neighbors. Everybody likes good neighbors. Neighbors, yeah. In just the be there one day. Was it just be there for one another? Oh, maybe something. That was the little standing. But then that's why neighbors become good friends. Yeah, neighbors. Then I don't know. Sometime in the mid. Friend. 2000s, they changed it to be a bit jazzy. Like, just wearing good neighbors, niggas. <laughs> they're like, what the? F- <laughs> what the fuck is that? That's a travesty. But it's yes, like the, it, it, yeah, his theme wasn't the sweetest home in a way. Yeah. Oh no. no. Mm, the no. no, no, it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. Okay. Hold I do like going to the go. each day. <laughs> man, it, it basically it gives me whole like the body from adverts. You know when you scream. <laughs> For you. <laughs> okay, that's weird because for me it's it's the coming to America ad. Which one? You know, with the hair. Oh um with the Sassoon hair thing. Yes, it says I've forgotten that. Because remember one. okay, so remember when they were in the church? The Jericho. The Jericho adverts. Oh that's my what God. I remember. So when you sign that, the memory of the Jericho ad we're like, oh that was really so good. Good. Just Because scream. it reminds me of Nigeria with Kesashin. Yes. 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 <laughs> Yes. Oh my and god. Okay, USA I Nigerian advert. The first that always popped to my mind is Limka. I don't know why. And it's not a Nigerian advert, it's an Indian advert that's sure in Nigeria. <laughs> that means you That's weird. Limka. For me it's for me it's Omo. Omo Omo Super Blue. Omo washes Look, but oh, what god. happened to the ad jingles, man? I know. Like, what about Indomie? In Indomie. In Indomie. In in Indomie. Mama. Mama. My precious noodles, Mama. And that is Chinese. <laughs> yes. That is weird. Delicious and so exciting. Just to me. The doodles are ready. Whenever you want it. Oh, I'm right. 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 Coca-Cola used to do it. That when they had the always campaign, I knew the entire song. I could say. Yes. Yes. Then when they yes. brought in the da 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 da, they're like, oh, they'll do a small song for it. Then all of a sudden, now all you hear is da 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 da, and that's it. And I'm like, that's no, yeah. where's the song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. But can you imagine that jingles? Those jingles are better than a lot of music we put out that yes, is. I agree. True, I agree. Th- th- that is a travesty. I agree. Okay, that so what about this travesty? <laughs> It's true. It's horrible. Anyway, uh, move on. Um, so, Pamela Anderson has announced news of a documentary on Instagram. Um, it's a handwritten note on Netflix leatherhead. Um, so she's having a documentary um, about her life that's going to be on Netflix. Um, her son Brandon Thomas Lee is going to be producing it, and it's been dubbed as the definitive, the, the definitive documentary about the pop culture icon. And the film has been in making for several years, apparently. Um, I know at the moment there is Disney, well, Hulu has um, a show at the moment called Pammy and Tommy, or Pam and Tommy. 
um, which is um, played by Lily James and Sebastian Stan. Mm. And mm. apparently it was done without Pamela Anderson's, like, well, Pamela Anderson's not happy about the release. She said it was done without her consent. Without yeah. her consent. Um, and I had watched it before she, I heard about comments. And um, I have to say, it is pretty good. The actors are very good in it, I'll say. But it makes me feel a bit icky since she's not happy about it. So I haven't continued Because someone was it. saying that a film about lack of consent... Mm-hmm. Made by people not people taking consent. consent. I was like, okay, interesting. So when I heard a comment, I was like, no, thank you. I'll just. But I'm not. That's another person. I'm going a documentary for what? <laughs> because this is the thing. A lot of people just think they're interesting, and I'm like, yeah, your life is interesting to you. It's the same way that I want to write a book on my life. <laughs> it's only yeah. interesting to me, and I don't like the fact that because. It, but I suppose oh, I don't know. I'm I'm feeling very weird about it because i know people will say well there are lots of men a man had a fart and he made a movie about him having a fart that there are a lot of boring men that we give biopics to or that we do documentaries on i get that but that wasn't right during that time that doesn't mean we need to replicate the same thing so but if people want to I, find out about our life as, and netflix is happy to pay then okay i, I mean i, mean, I think okay oh, no i was going to say part of it to me seems like it's also about money because if yeah, and they didn't get consent from her is because maybe they didn't agree to whatever it is that she wanted. She's not going to get any back pay, back back end because obviously this Pam and Tommy movie has been sold highly on Disney Plus as mm. well. So a lot of people are probably going to watch it. And she's gone. Hold on, they can't make money off that event that kickstarted my career. So therefore, I've got to respond. She's it didn't kickstart her career. She already had a career. But she second career part, or maybe it elevated it. Second part, it may be trying to own the narrative. Yes. Yeah. Which I get, um, but I maybe it's just I, me. I just think she's released an autobiography as well back in the day. Mm. All these people have had the opportunity to own the narrative, but I suppose because the, this form of media, visual media, is now more, you know more at the forefront than people actually picking up a book to read. So maybe this is an opportunity for her to say, okay, let me change, um, put my thoughts that I had in a book into a visual medium so I can talk about my life. And I know that she's been through a lot. I'm not saying she hasn't. She's been through it. However, I, I just think I have, I'm kind of up to here now with a lot of... Um, documentaries on people that I don't think are interesting. I was just going to say that I think I, I you're going to get more. Uh, yeah, I think I think we're going to get more, and I think that it's. I find it interesting the way we're having because also when I watched the Pam and Tommy one, they were very sympathetic to both both of them, to be honest. And it seems it's it's kind of like the Britney documentary, and I find it interesting that we're having other documentaries on women who have been treated terribly by the media. Yet mm. currently we're doing the same thing. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys saw the narrative around. Um, Megan's court date about a couple of weeks ago and the way she was being filleted on basically on social media by men and women basically saying that she's a liar, she's a this and I was just like wow, we'll be talking about being kind <laughs> to women like this there in the media, People, this is the woman that said that someone shot her, everything but 
you know, five years later now, I'm sure they'll have a documentary about how we treated Megan. But in the age they of, wouldn't because she's not a, a white woman. Oh, obviously they wouldn't. But I'm just saying that okay, maybe point. twenty years later they mm-hmm. might do, mm-hmm. might be a footnote. I that, get your oh, point. We treated mm-hmm. Megan terribly. But I find it interesting that there, there are all these documentaries about all these women that are saying that, oh, you know, we're treating them terribly. We need to act better. And currently, we're still still not the same. Still the same thing. Anyway, let's move on. Um, what else? What should I end on before we get on something else? Um, there's a new uh, horror movie called Oma. Uh, I know if you guys have seen it, that's... Um, the guy from Evil Dead. Oh my God, what's his name? I the um, director from Evil Dead and the first. Bruce Campbell. Oh no, 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 Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. That's produced yeah. by Sam Raimi. That sa- stars um, Sandra O. Oh. I don't know if you guys have seen the short yeah. trailer going around. I've only the seen internet. a trailer from Jordan Peele's horror. Oh, that's oh, called yeah. Nope. That, yeah. I have to say that. Yeah. yeah, that's called Nope. I've not seen anything from Sam Raimi. Yeah, but this movie is coming out. Um, the 18th of March, and it's about a woman's quiet life on an American farm takes a terrifying turn when the remains of her estranged mother arrive from Korea. And it just looks, it looks pretty good. And I was like, okay, Sandra Oh. Sandra Oh is working at the bottom. I'm seeing her everywhere. Um, and it just goes produced by Sam Raimi. And I was like, okay, that should be interesting. But um, I also saw a little bit of the trailer for Nope as well. And that looks good. I don't know what you guys thought of it, if you guys mm. didn't see Yeah, it. that I definitely want to watch. I like the fact that Kiki Palmer is in it, mm. um, Daniel mm. Kalua. And it's basically, supposedly, it's, um, it's a horror, thriller, yes. and sci-fi adventure in one. Mm-hmm. But I don't know till it's revealed to us. But um i just keke palma i've got to say she just stole the show in that um, yes in, in that trailer and i just thought okay okay i am interested um a different story a different take i love it something more interesting than everything that i've been seeing at the moment so that's going to get me to, yeah it might get me into the cinema i think it's um i think it's just it's, i think it's just going to be the third leg of what he's done so mm. far i think it's going to be in the same realm where i'm not so sure i think the sci-fi bit is a bit of a red herring i think it's actually mm. more of a horror thriller mm. and almost mystery kind of, you know the mystery mm. side of the first two movies will be in this one um but we'll see and i'm expecting i'm expecting it's going to be a good time so we'll see because get out love mm. love love did we even get that film we get it we, oh, are, we yeah. actually have to rewatch yeah. it at some point yeah, yeah get oh, us i wasn't so convinced but nope let's yeah. see the reason actually i also want to get us is because apparently if you rewatch it because you now know you are going to sit in a different way mm. because the, because i watched and read a few um feedback on the movie and it goes look when you watch it the first time it's confusing but if you watch it again you're going to actually see what he's trying to tell you who's confused no, no, no. In terms of, you know, when you watch... It's about class. Yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> but if you watch it again, it actually doubles down on... Because they say particularly the first uh, first 30 minutes, mm. you actually see it, a totally different movie because you understand what happened. Okay, so end. you then look at the nuance mm. yes. of yes. class on the particularly upper side. with exactly. the white people. Yes, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Because it's interesting because at the end of it, when I actually rethought the movie, I thought, yeah, something as futile as Hands Across America. Yes. How is that going to solve yes. poverty? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I don't want to watch it again, but I, I am really looking forward to Nope, uh, definitely. And this sounds interesting Same. as well because I do like Sam Raimi. Um, Me too. And I like his horror. His horror is not as good as Mr. No, but I do like 
how he does his horror. It's very accessible. Um, I, I, a lot of horror directors tend to want to gross you out. Um, he tends to want to he wants to entertain you. Mm. Um, because I don't know if anyone remember this. The, the, to me, the greatest Sam Raimi movie was um, uh, the one with the guy from the Apple ads. Um, oh, um, um, uh, Jason something. Drag um, to hell. Dra- yeah, drag, drag me to hell. Drag to hell. Yeah. Oh, that was. Excellent. I've never watched it. Yeah, I, yeah, you've not. I, and I, saw, I have no intention I saw of watching bits of it, and I was like, that this is." Crazy. It, no, it's very but good. I heard you think very it is a proper horror. No, it isn't. It's actually about the intention. It's almost like she deserved it because she made choices and mm. did things. Yeah. It was very, very good. And also because the end was so cool and the way anyway, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, it so I, I, I yeah. I I have I've always had a problem. <laughs> <laughs> the only um horror series that at least I kinda liked was Scream. Yeah. Because um I've forgotten Nif Campbell's character's Camp- name. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sydney. Because she survived Sydney. Because Sydney. Sydney survived. Oh, That's number one. one. But I just oh but I also don't like horror because I associate it with traumatizing women. <laughs> um beating women traumatizing Actually, them that's a good point it, it, it's mm. so so a lot of the time like mm. someone was telling me that <laughs> because what was, I, I was reading on the timeline <laughs> about horror films and someone's like oh they're not enough black horror films and so i was like you think the horror of being a black person in real life <laughs> yeah, yeah. why do i want to see it on my screen i'll be traumatized okay but then someone said that and someone made a very good point i said well hold on you cannot live your horror you they they're horror that can always be done without um you know the um the white terrorism mm. that basically you know because if you look to african stories caribbean stories haitian stories there are horrors about you know um people coming back from the dead mm. all those types mm. of things that we could True. still enjoy that that everything doesn't have to be through the white gaze or living in a white supremacist culture yes do you know and why? i said that is a very very do you know why point. because one thing that we <laughs> do true. need to watch that i heard again executive produced by Jordan Peele was Candyman. Candyman with Chris yeah, Rock. That, I want to watch that. That, that we have to. That actually, that's very good. And also with Yaya, yeah, yeah, you know. Oh, yeah, the hot guy. <laughs> the, yeah, everyone calls yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yaha. Yaha. Blah blah blah. It, no, apparently, blah blah blah. Don't say that. Sorry. Don't say blah sorry. blah. Something. I don't. I don't know his name. Um, very very good. And another movie that is apparently very good. In the, it's almost like a remix. Was the rebooted. But not really rebooted Scream. The Scream, yeah. Yeah, because it's actually called Scream. And it basically is the first Scream. But almost like the first Scream is happening again. But Neve Campbell and all these people are in it. Mm. And it's almost like she is the audience trying to explain to the new people of, look, this is what happened. That apparently was brilliant. Because there are books about... Mm. um, So basically, there's a whole genre of people writing books about the girls who survived them forming a, a support club. Yes. Oh. That they said that actually that the new Matrix movie should have done what the new Scream movie did. Mm. That basically, it's almost like they were trying to do the same thing, but Scream was way better at doing better. it. Mm-hmm. Like okay. taking the older people, introducing new people, and almost remixing the first story. Mm. That's what they did, and it was very, very good. But they think that they're not going to watch anymore because this is the last one that Niv Campbell and Thinga are going to do. Mm. And they think that, that the new actors are not great. Well, I, look, uh, yeah. I know it's not like an old person, <laughs> but if you learn how to actually act off TikTok and YouTube, no wonder. That is almost like they, it's almost like they are trying to repeat what 
people are done successfully in Scream 2 and Scream 3 and, you know. But anyway, uh, I digress. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. Um, so, in terms oh, of sorry. news... We need yeah. to mention, sorry, we need to mention in terms of horror, we'll talk about this later because we forgot to talk about it in the podcast. We did watch Invisible, Invisible Man? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. With Elizabeth. Invisible Man? With Elizabeth Moss. Moss. And that is, it was billed as horror. Why did you watch that? Oh, we, we actually bought it, basically. We oh, went to computer exchange and we bought it. It was, we'll talk about that actually. Well, no, we'll talk about when, uh, what yeah. we've watched. It yeah. was very good in terms of... Don't worry, she's, yeah. we're going to get yeah. to that section yeah. of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But I just want to mention it because we're talking about horror. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, just a quick thing in Twin the Swindler news. Because when I told you guys to watch it, I don't know if you have watched it. But mm-hmm. no. actually, have you, wa- you haven't watched it yet. Oh, come on, guys. Watch no, what? it's not about yet. You know, you can talk about it. What? I have no intention of watching the Tinder, sw- the Tinder Swindler. Oh. It doesn't hit yeah, let's talk about you guys it. haven't watched it because you didn't get it. So actually, forget that story. I'm not doing it. But you can still talk about it. No, talk about because it Because you talk about audience. a lot of things that yeah, yeah. we've not watched or we may not always be interested in. But go on. Yeah, okay. So you know that he's been... he Well, he's been going around charging 20 grand for club appearances and the, and the like yes it was like how is this guy profiting off this this guy is terrible he's not in america he's still in israel because obviously he doesn't want to get get like um, arrested and shit but still he's making money he's got his instagram up you know proudly saying he's you know the tender swindler but now the um you know his the name he was using was um simon Liev. And he was saying he was the son of this Russian, um, Israeli-Russian diamond contu- uh, tycoon, um, who that uh, leave Liev because they're a real like diamond family. So they mm-hmm. are now filed a suit against him now for impersonating them. And I was like, thank God, finally! After like, he's only going to get his comeuppance because money's at stake. Exactly, mm, his enemies true. are really now you know after him. But I was like, thank goodness, because I was like, how is this guy just? going about you know enjoying his life after doing all these things so finally some justice i think but i get frustrated with that because Mm. what i think is sometimes that people forget that children are watching and it's almost like you're told when you're a kid maybe i don't know how people are raising their kids nowadays so who knows that bad things will be punished Mm. yep you know and the bad deeds that you do have repercussions mm. Mm. but if they're now seeing tinder uh tinder swindler being able to do club events where get 20 grand for it biopics on elizabeth holmes mm. and all these people are doing stupid shit and trying to be recast in a positive or a more sympathetic light because they don't always go oh yes you, this person is pure evil they always give you a reason and you know a balance which i can understand um I am not sure if kids are getting the lessons they need from a lot of the stuff that we're actually pushing out there. And I don't even think even we as human beings are getting the moral lessons we need. Now, no one is asking to be morality police, but they just need to be things that we can say, this is bad and you shall be punished. <laughs> you know? Yeah. As opposed I, to saying, well, we can't extradite you, so we can't punish you. So you think as a kid, oh, I'm going to go hide in the bathroom. <laughs> you can't extradite me for all the bad things. Of- I it's agree. just so, so odd. But, you know. It, it's, I, I hate the fact that I agree that it is saying that you can do bad things and get away with it. I, I will say that for the um, 
was a documentary for at least what I've seen for Tender Swiddler, even to the Elizabeth Holmes story to an extent. They're not being glorified. They can't with her, it's kinda of, with Elizabeth Holmes, it's like can you imagine she got away with this? You know, she was able to get so along for this long. For Tender Swindler is basically like a condemnation that this guy's an asshole. That's why there was so much um, there was so much sympathy for the women in it, and that's why they set up the good for them. Okay. Well, well, and everything you get, it wasn't like mm. <laughs> look at this dude. Look at what yeah, yeah. Was kind but of then like, who's guys. who's paying him twenty grand for uh, parents? So it's in notoriety, and this uh, this isn't in, in Israel. I don't know. Not, it wasn't in America. Um, it's just that obviously. But hold on. But know, I think I think. I think the point is 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 I don't blame him for asking for twenty grand. I blame the people that gave him. Yeah, I gave him the twenty grand because it's like it's a name. Because so yeah, like, oh. yeah, yeah, but they're idiots then because whoever it is that thinks, oh, you know what, I'm going to hire this person for for whatever amount it, of money, regardless of what it's done. It, it happens in those all are the these. I blame. We mentioned Julia Fox. Julia Fox mm. is a nobody. Yeah, she's mm. walking on Fashion Week, and you're like, who's hired her? She's not mm. a model. She's not. She's not a working actress. But but she's yes, more valuable. Like she's a she, name. She's yeah, not, but she's more. Yeah, but she's more valuable than this guy because. No, but I'm saying because it's I understand me, it's that. Lowest common denominator is like yeah, but, anything yeah, but, to make a story. Yes, mm. but she's more valuable because at least she's with a billionaire. Well, not anymore. Yeah, yeah. For a month. Yeah, yeah, but it's still valuable, dupes. Uh, he is not valuable at all. If anything, he's. True. He is a cockroach of society. I mean, look at that, your Anna woman. Didn't she go to jail? She's in jail, yeah, and mm-hmm. she's um, she's with ICE at the moment because they're going to take throw her back to the fishes. <laughs> they're going to say, yeah, go back home, <laughs> basically. I would even I would yeah. even argue that Lisbeth Holmes is more valuable than this guy as well because at least she was able to sweet talk some <laughs> you, really high members. You're just saying that people got paid a salary. <laughs> no, what she did. No, no, I'm no, I'm even saying that's corporate. SPM corporates fraud. Okay, you're, you're saying that basically, if you're swindling billionaires or multimillionaires, you find that more acceptable than obviously someone who's working really, really hard for their money and f- through love, through nefarious. Um, yeah, and I understand. Because I'm not, I'm yeah. not, because I'm not condoning what Elizabeth did. Because remember, people died. Mm-hmm. Or possibly that girl she did. I'm even saying, even on top of that, she's more valuable. So you look at I'm the saying. different gradations yeah. in evil. Okay, so it's a ship pole, and we're basically grading them on the ship. Pole. Yes, and okay. he's the that's, bottom that's of cool. that ship pole. Yeah, and so I the... don't understand yeah, why right, anyone is paying him twenty grand for an appearance because come on, it makes me gag. At least you got some value from his uh, home. She'll tell you she did this. Thank you. Exactly. And also, it, it, hopefully, even though I don't think it's going to work, it's going to stop people like her. In the future, trying to take advantage, even though I don't think that's going to really happen. But people like him seem to exist everywhere. But for Tinder Swindler, I think obviously I know that on the Black Twitter timeline, there's like what? Which that the reason they hit a black woman is because of what? <laughs> Someone saying, oh, um, because black women um, are not going to be asking you, blah 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 blah. Someone said, no, because black women don't have credit like that. <laughs> but oh. uh, some people, so you know, well, it's well, us resting ourselves. But, but I, I think for me, what it just shows, and the reason I don't want to watch it, is because I've turned into this kind of weird person of late, that I am rooting for people's love stories. I, I, I think. <laughs> I think it's the books. Be that's not. Yeah, I've read a lot of romance books. Yeah, that's true. That's but I think for me, it's more the fact that there's so many people who are lonely, and I think the pandemic has really brought that part of me to the fore. And I understand that I was so lucky to be able to cope with the pandemic because of my family and the fact that I'm partnered. 
mm. with someone who kind of gets me. Mm. And we, we both survive and then kill each other. Mm. So that means a kind of a good match. So when I think about it, I think about the loneliness. I think about people wanting love and the fact mm. that there's scientifically proven studies that show that being in a relationship with a partner with someone you love has so much of a positive impact on your mental health, mm. um, on your psychological well-being, even helps uh, to uh, gives you that hit that can actually reduce pain. So basically, you, know, you so, don't need to see so, this kind of thing so happen. So the fact that someone can take something that is so intrinsic in us as a human being to find someone who gets us, to find someone who actually loves us, you know, and then use that and exploit that for financial benefit and making these people feel less whole in the process. Okay, okay. Really, really let gets me, me. Let me just summarize what Honey is saying because I get that. I think she's being I get, too long. No, no, I get it. Basically, I realized something yesterday evening. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm actually going to drop um, Love is Blind season two from our watch list because I don't think she's going to watch it. And I realized after reflecting on what she was saying that it's almost a pop, you know, a, 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 a summary of what she just said. I think Honey does not want to see love being gamed mm. and being fraudulent. Simple. I think that's just it. Um, that's enough. why, you know, when she was trying to explain to me, like, she didn't want to watch Love Is My Season 2, I understood. She really was liked Japan just because of they took it seriously. Yes. And she and I, I agree with her that I don't think America takes it seriously at all. Love, to me, is a serious business. It's actually, to me, it's more serious than actually anything. I'm talking after about this the people, pandemic, I'm not talking about the show. No, after this, the producers are the producers. After this pandemic, for me, I've seen that love is the most serious business. It trumps almost anything else because that's what got me through the pandemic. So that's why. So for me, it's almost like okay, um, if everyone wants to find their happiness, their story, I mean, their own love story, gaming it, doing all those. Th- to me, it's just kind of like uh, mm. it's almost like so. That's why I can see us. She doesn't want to watch anything like that. I, I get what you mean. I'm the most wishy-washy. You know, love is the best kind of person. I watch. The reasons why we watch K-dramas today is because I saw a K-drama that was wishy-washy and lovely. I was like, I'm going to go watch that. And that's what led us to the road that we are on now. I love very low stakes, you know, love wins kind of stuff. But I feel I have to temper it with real life as well. Because I can't... Not every... Mm. Because I'm not what a victim I for it in this way. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. People are not what they are romance. in you know, mm. books and stuff. So I, I, I think we talked about this already. I find, and I don't watch dating reality shows, it's not my bag. Um, but I made an exception for Love is Blind um, US, Love is Blind Japan, and Love is Blind um, US season Brazil. Because, uh, yeah, because it's fascinating seeing some of the stuff I've read about and seeing movies in real life. And also to understand also people behavior better. That's why I say in terms of like a, a study, Love it, Season 2 is fascinating as fuck. Mm, that's what I'm curious about. There's myself. eternal racism. Mm. There's um, masculinity. There's toxic femininity. It's, it's fascinating. So it's seeing it at play. I'm not a huge... I, I, I agree with that. I like watching things where, where they, you know, where is fraudulent or love is like you know it's treated in that really shitty way because it's all about money not for me but i totally understand where you come from because i'm like that as well but i feel 
as a single person, I also have to manage my expectations so that when I'm out there, I don't think, oh my God, everybody's going to be like, you know, guy right about this book. I just want people to get their happy endings. I think that's my issue. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that actually you are coming from a spectator point of view when it comes to the love things. Yeah, I I understand. Mm, Yes, no. I'm coming from a spectator in terms of how people look to pair up. No, no, no. I'm talking about. But I'm, but I'm also looking at it from where I am in my own relationship. Okay. And how I see it as a source of sustenance. Yeah, but yeah, okay, mm. I get that. So it's okay. I get that. It feels like it's devaluing a lot of the stuff that got a number of people through the pandemic, through some of the worst years of their lives. Okay. Okay. And. A lot of people have reframed their lives around what is really, really important to them. Mm. So, you know, Mm. I just, I don't think it is for the likes of me. Of course. (laughs) Me being a likes to do little in this situation. So, yeah, yeah. But but I think for the people who, you know, this is really, you know, and it's their life in terms of how they're looking to be partnered mm. i can see it as okay <laughs> avoid that shit avoid that shit you know don't get red flag caught red up flag, in the rapture red flag. Yeah. and also when you what what's me like that's a red flag it's mm. you know am i uh, you know my antenna is working and you go actually it was oh brilliant so i think i have confidence and i can spot that in real life if that happens right so that's about what we watched seen and um read this week you guys want to go first? So do you want to go first, Mo? Because you never Me? get to go first. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I'm completely um, aghast that I'm going first. Okay, then. I've just been watching a bunch of documentaries this week, or in the last two weeks, basically. Um, I've been on the Cheddar Business Insider and Food, um, Food Insider YouTube pages, and they do these mini docs on, like, how-tos or, you know... Um, you know, popular culture or um, just stuff that is part of our culture as well. So things like, um, I saw a really good one on why businesses put sound, um, fake sounds in their appliances. Um, I didn't know that the sounds that a vacuum cleaner makes is a fake sound. (laughs) That vacuum cleaners are actually a silence, but because the people want to to be... um, they want to confirm that what they're doing is right and that the vacuum cleaner is working. They put the sound on it. Which I Don't you have eyes? Can't you see the dust like, being picked what? up? I know. They say it's not working properly if there's no sound, that they've had studies. So that's why vacuum cleaners okay. have sounds. And I was like, that's insane. And Harley Davidson um, have a fake sound on their motorcycles, which they tried to patent. Um, but they couldn't do that. But there's a, they have a particular sound so that other motorcycle companies should not copy. Um, mm. Snapple spent a ridiculous, a ridiculous amount of money trying to replicate the same sound that that glass bottle makes when you open the um, top yeah. with that plastic yeah. bottles because the pop basically signifies freshness. It does actually, it. yeah. Because when you go pop, in terms of that depressing, mm. so that's Ex- that depressing thing. So when exactly. it's pressurized and when you open it, that then releases interesting. Yeah. Which I thought was very interesting. So yeah, I watched that. That was sound design. And I, I I was, I'm surprised they didn't uh, talk about electric cars. 
Because that's a big thing. They at the did moment. talk about cars. Yes, they talked about cars. How they have mm. the fake sounds on them, mm. and how that these tutorials online, how you can remove the sound if you want to remove the sound. Yeah, you but can remove the sound. You can add different crazy. sounds, but also about. But how. why would they want to remove the sound, particularly to warn pedestrians that a car is about? No, 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 no. <laughs> you don't. You don't hear it outside. There's mm. the, electric cars are silent outside. Even anyway. for me as a pedestrian, so that means yeah, the yeah. car can just it's, run up on me and kill me. It's in- like I'm in a K drama. <laughs> Yeah, it's inside that when you are accelerating, it, because it doesn't make that room, mm-hmm. that sound, yeah. so there's mm-hmm. no feedback. So they had to create a fake Put sound. sound. Um, and mm-hmm. so the, at the moment, they're, they're trying, because they can't mimic exactly how the engine works. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of research in this field about exactly what the sound sounds Maybe like. they're going to need to just click, click, like it's going to be like a mouse with haptic feedback. So... Maybe that is maybe that's where we're going yes. to evolve to in terms of our senses. I don't know. Mm. Probably. Um, I watched a really good one on what it takes to be a, um, a steward in a um, high, in a, an Emirates first class cabin, which was very interesting as well. Mm. How many languages you have to know? You know, in terms of school education, what you should be, and you know how long your arms should be as well. I just thought it was. So fascinating! Just basically jumped into like a, <laughs> into like a what's it called like a rabbit hole of that stuff. Um, oh, by the way, if I was going to recommend one, the rise and fall of Pan Am is very interesting because I didn't realize that Pan Am had it like that. Pan Am did a lot of firsts in terms of aviation, and it's interesting how they're almost. I mean, they're still referenced today, but I don't think people understand. <laughs> how big pan am was and how many oh yes now started with planes i mean it's they just think about the fashion like oh my god airlines back in the day i mean Mm. that's for the elite for you to be able to get on there and even to work on there and it was a whole it was going to be like luxury cabin cruise in the sky where you can drink cocktails smoke it's a beautiful hostess there was a whole thing yeah and it was a whole culture uh, like okay. a culture yeah. of the motor I think car as I need well to watch i don't know anything about panam yeah but they even had like the, they had the biggest um airports basically in america and they started this new system with taxing that was generated from their airport that is used all around the world like they did a lot of, i'm just saying that it's just little those things i was like oh that was started by panam because you hear about the you know the very fabulous stuff about them but in terms of like aviation innovation day two mm. where like they did a lot of first which i thought was very interesting but yeah that too mm. and then with food inside i was watching things like um you, nando's us versus nando's uk <laughs> Which was eliminating. So basically, you decided to go from the upper echelons, <laughs> as Nicki Minaj to say, into where did you into watch this? Where did you watch but this? That's, that's was food insider. YouTube? What I was watching was there's one called Cheddar, there's one called Business Insider, and there's one called Food Insider. So the Business Insider and Cheddar were like you know the stuff like sound design, mm. sitcoms, and laugh tracks. Where, where, where were these being YouTube. shown? All on YouTube. YouTube. All on YouTube. Okay. All on YouTube. Footy Insider. Interesting. Yeah, okay. I was watching that. Then I, also I like crop this... like that. Oh, it's it's I know, it's so good. Yeah, um, I and I watched the most luxurious holidays in um in the world. This is on Channel Four. I don't know if you guys watched that as well. We we've watched a couple with that. Um, most luxurious holidays, most luxurious hotels. hotels. Yeah, yeah, we've seen that. I it's, actually enjoy watching. Those. I enjoy yeah. watching those as well. But mm. the luxurious hotels one was interesting. The there's one about the Harbour Island in the Bahamas. 
you know, where there's a guest that wanted like a cheesecake from New York and they flew over from New York from them. I was just like, wow, this is just so the cost and then the carbon insane. footprint. Exactly. Look, insane. I've I've heard I've heard about uh, uh, rich Nigerians here who actually fly in suya. Wow, you've heard of that? Yeah, no. the flying suya from from a Bangladesh. And the, and, and the, and the, the suya gets in. a better seat than we would ever. Yeah, it's, it's in first class. It's in first class. They fly Ari. in. Yeah, I've I've actually Ari. heard about that. Okay, so. but it's, it's just it's just a different type. I mean, there was a place that I was like, wow, we could go there as a family. Fifty grand a week. Okay, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you ever? You watch this show called Most Luxurious, and you think, oh, we could do that as a family. <laughs> I did. I really okay. did. I was like, we could go there as a family. It's fabulous. Fifty grand a week. Okay, no, <laughs> maybe not. And there was a spa in Switzerland, and I was like, it was like the best spa. I was really thinking of my sisters. Like, yeah, they love spying. How much is it? Hundred thousand. I'm like, no problem. Ah! It's cool. I'm like, it's fine. We don't need to go. <laughs> you That's can buy a property for these. Yes. Things. I was really thinking that because it was in the same. Um, it was the same episode as the Bahamas one, so I was like, "That's a hundred grand. That's fifty grand." So you're telling me I could just take that money and spend two weeks there? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like what the? Rich <laughs> people are weird. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's still fascinating looking into that world, basically, and just saying, you know, how the rich do their shit. Uh, I also saw, and I mentioned this as well last week when we we're having like a chat. I saw Bad Influencer, the great Insta- um, Instagram con documentary that's on bbc it's about bell gibson the lifestyle influencer that basically said that eating healthy food cured her cancer which was bullshit um she's basically gone to the ground now no one knows where it is but it's a very interesting documentary as well um and what else did i say i saw the instagram effect as well on bbc and um is there anything else no that's pretty much it everything else is like k-dramas and stuff which i'll talk about on Muna's. Okay. But yeah. Okay. What about you guys? Um, I don't think we've done much. I've just been playing Tales of Arise. I'm still playing that at the moment. Uh, I'm trying to finish it so that I can start um, um, Horizon. Oh God, the other Horizon game, whatever it's called, the second second part. Horizon something oh, West. Oh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, part two yeah. of Horizon yeah, Zero Dawn. Yeah, part two. Um, yeah. I can't remember what it's called because I know you wants to watch it, and Wendy suddenly want, has an interest in me in watching me play. So FOMO. We'll see. Okay. It looks like okay. the advert has got through to her as well. So cool. um, hopefully, I'm going to start that before the second half of this month. Twitch, twitch, anyway. twitch, twitch, twitch. Not Twitch, YouTube. I know I don't YouTube. Do I know, I know, I know. I know. Uh, mm, Twitch, Amazon thingy. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, but the only the only thing that we talked about earlier was the Invisible Man. I yes. think it's called Elizabeth um, Moss. Is that good? Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, we picked it up at uh, Computer Exchange. Uh, we wanted Honey and I wanted to watch it in COVID. Yeah, because it was a film before COVID. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and we never watched it, so we were just picking up different movies. Actually, it was during Christmas when we were getting all the you know, movies that we are going to watch. And we just saw it and we went, okay, we'll, we'll get it. So we got it. Uh, we watched it like last month, I believe it was. Wow, it was much better than I even thought. Mm. I really enjoyed it. Now, obviously, Les Moth is problematic in real life. I know Very. how she's like. But that woman can act. Mm. My goodness. The parts where she acts, um, you know, because obviously, you know, 
well, I don't know how they've done it. I assume some of it is just her and maybe some um, wires and stuff helping her. Mm. But it was so um, believable. Um, she really embodied that fear of a woman who's... No, I can't say too much no, about no, it. No, 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 no. But it, it was a very, very good movie. Put it that way. I don't know how to review this without I, I, I think it. what's interesting, what I did like is the fact that um, when you talk about invisibility... You know, when we're kids and they'll say, oh, would you rather fly? Would you rather be invisible? Mm. Um, now, I was, I would rather be invisible than fly. But I realized that the optimist chooses to fly. The pessimist chooses to be invisible. Because invisibility brings out, to me, it's almost like, I want to hear what people are saying about me. Mm. I want to see shit I'm not supposed to see. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Same. And I would think that you will have control issues. Mm-hmm. If you were, if you could be invisible, mm-hmm. and the, what I liked is the juxtaposition of that kind of thinking mm-hmm. in this film, and um, you know, a woman's point of view of it. Mm. So I, I thought that was really, really effective. Um, her acting was excellent, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. also you as um, the audience, because you're trying to see if someone is invisible. So the way your brain works mm. in terms of, oh, are the hairs standing on the back of my neck? Is it snowing? So can I see footprints? If it's cold, can I see breath? Mm. They because you're trying to find out and know if someone was invisible. Mm. And also what's interesting nowadays, because I think one of the key things that will stop anyone being able to be truly invisible is a fucking mobile phone. So if you want to be invisible, don't carry your phone around with you. Because that's one of the yes. easiest ways yes. to do. For sure, yes. you know? for sure. And I was thinking that they could have done a lot more with mobile phones in the film. Mm, mm. You know, particularly if you had Find mm. My Friend on, if you were using mm. Bluetooth, or, or, stuff or like heat, that. Um, heat, um, uh, heat sensors. Heat sensors. Mm. There was a lot they could have done. But but actually, the reason why I thought the way they did it was realistic. Because they had to be low-tech. Yes. Because, I mean, who had heat sensors around mm. their house mm. for <laughs> invisible people? And it felt like it could really happen. The way they've done it wow. now, obviously, the technology of becoming visible obviously is sci-fi, yeah, but yeah. it was written in a way that makes sense. And and what Honey said about what would you do if that was happening to you, I thought was very realistic, especially what she did at the end. If if you understand mm-hmm. what I mean, and so the part I'm going to say is they were definitely trying to do a. Um, uh, a, a, a universe, yeah, like a sinister definitely. universe for Warner Bros. Definitely, yeah. because there was now going to be an invisible person yeah. in the inver- in the in universe, but they just uh, COVID was not helpful. I don't know what happened. This was, I think, a very good um, origin origin story. story. Personally, it was mm. very it was much better than the uh, Tom Cruise one. Tom Cruise, yeah, because oh, you know he did oh, the Universal, um, so he the did the one. He did the mummy. The mummy. Yeah. Yeah, he did the mummy one. It wasn't very good. Mm. Um, um, and then there was one before that, wasn't there? Was there not another? There was something else. Which I don't remember now. Do. I don't remember what it was. But this was very, very good. Um, very well written. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I enjoyed it. So another thing watched. Um, Love is Blind Japan. I think everyone yeah, said yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We finished finally that. finished watching it. And um, what I really enjoyed was the fact that um, people treated this with respect mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and. The, no, and also there's something that I actually find quite interesting. I like the fact that even if you don't find out you love the person in the end or you don't want to make a life with them, 
there was a respect for the humanity of the other person where you're not going to get on pretend to mm, be getting mm, to marry mm, to um pretend that you're getting to marry and then humiliate the person mm, mm. Mm. i know that the americans love to do that i think that's a cultural thing though mm. yes it's a cultural uh, yes. thing it's a cultural it thing but i i think thing. it's not just a cultural thing it's a dehumanization in western I agree. culture i agree because I agree. if you just think okay but... this is my person and then oh but no you're not really my person anymore mm, i agree why am i going it's to so string human. you along so I can say I yes or no. That. I know for America, you know, love seems to be entertainment. But I just love the fact that if people... And Brazil. Anyone was going to, sorry? And, and Brazil. Brazil. I've not really watched the Brazil one. <laughs> so if someone's showing up, mm. it's almost like, you know, you showed up to do what it is you said you were going to do. I like that. Mm. The person is there and they're there for a reason. And mm. no, what I, was I also... Think, I think the issue, if you think deeply about it, is that... Um, in Japan, they saw it as oh, okay. This is a marriage. Well, in maybe in America, maybe in Brazil, I'm not sure what that either. That it's more of a they also are aware of the show. Yeah, in terms of oh yeah, your fifteen minutes for the show as well, which I don't <sighs> like. Notoriety. Yeah. Um, so for that part, yeah. I get the cultural aspects that you know in Japan, it doesn't seem like well, it doesn't seem like it is an acceptable culture to just go on TV to be notorious. Mm. If you're going to be there, you better be doing some mm. stuff and exactly. not bringing disgrace on your family and your, your cow and things like mm-hmm. that. So mm. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I agree. And I just liked, um, also like the family's involvement about um, the fact that, you know, for a lot of people, if the family isn't there or being supportive, it ain't going to happen. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, yeah. But that appeals to, that's my Nigerian mm-hmm. um, part. Yeah. Um, I just I, I liked that and I liked the fact that people were there to find a partner, to find love. It was that is what you were concentrating on. Though there are some people who um the young guy that some people concluded is a fuckboy. Um uh, well he didn't go there with the intention. I am yeah. choosing to believe that um people went there with an intent to find a partner. But what it really, really was clear to me about or what what was clear to me was the fact that the way in which a lot of women are evolving to actually go, I'm not accepting any shit. Mm-hmm. I want an equal partnership mm. was really, really insightful to me because the way you hear people tell it is like, Oh my God, you know, that stereotype that really is just so appalling of this submissive Asian woman. Yes, and yeah. I always find it so bizarre because I'm like, I have never met a submissive, any woman. In mm. terms of, we all have our strength. Some are loud strength, quiet strength, but I'm not seeing women submissive, <laughs> you know? I'm not seeing that. And all these cultural stereotypes, which is just repulses, uh, repulsive and repugnant. But what I just loved is the fact that the women demonstrated their strengths in different ways. Some by walking away quietly, some by being really like themselves and going, this is me, accept me for who I am. And people actually having real conversations as to the fact that, look, the personality I fell in love with in the pod doesn't match up to the face. So I'm not sure if I'm sexually attracted to you. And people are actually talking about marriage and partnership in a totally different way from, oh, you're bumping ghoulies and stuff like that. Really, really appreciated that. But like I told DJ, I was like, Mio, my love is not blind. <laughs> it isn't. It, to me, it's both. I've got to um like you physically and I've got to like your personality and things like that. But I suppose when you flip it on his head, what really we do is that we sort and we filter people out based on our initial attraction to them. And then it's kind of like, I'm attracted to you. So now I want to talk to you and get to know you a bit better and see if we can build together. 
Mm. Um, but I like I, I do like the concept of love is blind because it's almost like, well, are you sure you're not being distracted by the stuff on the outside? Mm. Maybe mm. we should start on the stuff of the mm. inside mm. first. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's much more difficult to transition to the outside after you found out the inside. Because it's almost like there's that dissonance. You already know what you're getting from the looks, but then you may not know what you're getting from the inside, which mm-hmm. is why right. so many people are disappointed. But I really, really enjoyed it because it was that's the type of show I'm interested in. I do still think that they need um a therapist first yeah, I agree. to actually filter the people coming in. Because if you're coming in with the wrong intention, fuck you, I don't care how entertaining you're going to be. That's one. And then the second in terms of therapy for the couple so they can actually understand the transition from being in the pods to actually living together and what their ultimate goal is in terms of finding their person. So that was it for me in terms of Love is Blind Japan. Um, I enjoyed it. I don't think I'm going to be watching any other Love is Blind except if there's Love is Blind Japan 2 because I really like the culture. Did you also talk in the fact that I wouldn't be interested in Love is Blind India? And first I was going, mm, maybe not because in India there's an accept of arranged marriages. But he was going, well, yes, but maybe when you talk about a love match, you're talking about a love match using the almost basis of how the arranged marriage generally okay. tends to be in terms of character and things like that. But I was like, it would be uh, interesting to see because I really like that cultural yeah. view. That would be interesting because one of the couples, since you're not going to watch it, one of the couples in um, Love is Blind is Indian. And yes, because she's been on Twitter. Um, But and her, I think it's not Shake's family. It's it's Dipsy's family. Dipsy's parents met as an arranged marriage, so her parents were basically really in. As I've said, all the 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 immigrant parents on Love Is Blind too, all top tier to me. The way they were all depicted, the way the advice the advice they gave their children, their behavior, it was. I was like proud, like this is amazing. Like if these are the, what the parents are, if like you know, we're gonna be okay. <laughs> we're going to be okay if these are the, either the people that are actual parents that are out there right now. Um, and according to your points about the women and um, the actions that they took, with you know, putting themselves first and all that kind, of, and not being um, afraid to advocate for themselves, this hap- it also happened as well in Love Is Blind too. I I would say as well with. A couple of the characters in there actually both who were both immigrants actually as well so i agree that it is maybe a little bit messy but they are some of the themes that you've mentioned that were kind of over here and i do agree that love is blind japan was very sweet and it was just it was very um tranquil i would give it i would say as and i watched it and i was just very like okay this is there was, you know, it was relaxed. It was relaxed viewing for me watching it. And um, what, what people would, need to date in Japan. Well, <laughs> Maybe yeah. the well, wait, 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 wait. It's not, wait. It's not honey has a given true up. depiction of life. But. So I, I agree with everything Honey has said, but actually there are some parts of the show that wasn't great. So Ayano? it also shows, it's not just Ayano, it shows... Um, it actually shows a lot about the culture of Japan. Some of it has changed, some of it hasn't changed. Mm. So, for instance, there are a couple of uh, men that I think were very problematic from um, the guy who dated the Minami, um, the Korean, half-Korean guy. Oh, yeah, 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 Minami yeah. is my favorite. Um, yeah. Because I didn't like his attitude at all. Um, I felt that the guy who dated Ayano in the beginning had a totally different Shantaro? temperament Shantaro. 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 to how he seemed to be at the end. 
And yeah. if you remember, he was their relationship was closest to almost going to altar, and then one of them saying no, mm. Mm. and it felt like there was that a little bit of the honor came in where okay, maybe this was in my mind, maybe this is a little mm. bit plan to not get to the point of embarrassment on the altar. Mm. Mm. Um, it felt so there were some aspects that were not great. No one went to the altar and said no. Most people split even before they got to the altar, yes, but they altar. were closest to mm. getting the altar. Um, mm. And I just thought some male behaviors um, and female behaviors in the show. So Ayano's um, toxic laughing, femininity, yeah, yeah, laughing when she Azuki. when she's saying something she means is, I thought from 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 to take this from thing studying, out of the words, yeah, yeah, from studying the culture means that there's still that whole <laughs> don't talk shit woman kind of attitude in japan yeah, not, that's feels. why they said thing he was so mitomi was he kept saying that oh you, you talk very rough like you're Minami, very straightforward yeah because yeah, she just yeah. said what was on her mind but yeah. he even felt that oh you're never you're not couching it in the femininity thing you're not yeah, even being yeah. like you know yeah. like the ano thing that we've got ano like is it she's actually mm. saying that which Mori found very disconcerting, it seemed. Yeah. But, yeah, but that's yeah. why I love Minori. And she I talked about that. her quirks, accepting herself. Yeah. And like, my favorite, her. favorite, favorite woman in that. So that as was a whole, all yeah. the good things for her. So as a whole, the show <laughs> was really good. But I just don't want to give the impression that it was. Well, it's, a not complete, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not that, perfect. Of course. It's not perfect. I didn't want but... to I, I didn't want to talk too much about the um cultural because this is the thing people can get really really offended in terms of yeah. um, you're looking at a spectator from the outside and making a value judgment yes, on of someone's course, culture, of course. Yeah. but but mm. i would i would say based on on my outsider view of watching of seeing japan culture i think japan's culture from what i've seen has some of it has changed particularly i think the women have changed a lot. Some yeah. of the men have changed, but some of the men haven't changed mm. either. Mm. I find that just interesting. It reminds me. It reminded me a bit of Nigeria, if mm. I'm going to be mm. quite mm. frank, mm. because mm. what every what people always get surprised about is I always tell people that Nigeria is a matriarchal society preserving patriarchy. Because the women, yes, yes in so Nigeria, yeah. look, you're not getting anything done without the women. Mm-hmm. However. The women really worship the altar of masculinity and patriarchy. Yeah. Mm. And I'm going, okay, it makes no sense to me. You're, the, the women are empowering every single thing, but they want to be behind the scenes. Mm. So, yeah. like, so you're the puppet masters, but you're saying he's the men in charge. And then you're having us subs, um, you know, um, basically subserve to this patriarchal ideals. It makes no goddamn sense. Makes no sense. And we tend to police other women for them to conform to the culture. And it's it's just way, way odd Mm. if you actually look at it. And um, a lot of young women are making different decisions nowadays, thankfully. But there's still some expectations from a lot of men because they're going, well, hold on. (laughs) I can't have my cake and eat it too. And they're going, no, you get no (laughs) cake. (laughs) No cake for you. So that's the reason I can imagine okay. if they did a Love is Blind Nigeria because they just like, oh, maybe Woo! they should do it in an African country. And he was like, not Nigeria. I was like, well, the thing is, the reason it shouldn't be Nigeria is because automatically the way, the, <laughs> the list of how Nigerian women would date from what I've seen and, well, from what I've seen and from what I've heard, it is it, it, not the way most people in the Western society would actually um, understand it. Because the first thing you're looking for is economic stability. 
and no one is going to be saying so how much do you make what do you do stuff like that and a lot of people will be discounted just based on that so you may want love but nothing in this world comes for free from a nigerian perspective including love so be it would be fascinating but also it doesn't help because there are going to be men coming on their line their fucking asses off and that is you know it's true and i don't think a lot of the guys that people will say are high value men and i hate using that term are going to be coming onto the show because most of them would actually have maybe had a girlfriend via love match or through family machinations. So if you're middle class or upper middle class, you're, you're likely not coming onto the show. Yeah. Sure. So sure. It, it was quite interesting. But yeah, I absolutely accept the, um, the cultural views you. So that's it. Is that it? Oh, okay. Wow. wow. I've got to say, you guys, you guys who are listening, you've gotten a heck of a show. <laughs> we talk to love. We talked. We, we we sing. We, we sing themes and jingles. <laughs> I mean, did. this entertainment man that you've got today. If you're not rating and reviewing, <laughs> anyway, I'll leave it to Madam Producer. So, Madam Producer, what are your thoughts? My thoughts is that it was a really good hundred hundred episode. I have to say, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has been. It doesn't have this even seem like it's been a hundred. Well, I know it's been more than a hundred, really, but it doesn't even seem like I've done hundreds of shows with you. Just. Still seem it still feels fresh. Like when I know <laughs> I know because this is also the thing sometimes. Sometimes I'm a bit um fearful <laughs> and trepidatious because I'm going, okay, so what we're doing is basically recording a family conversation and putting it on the internet. Pretty and much. Obviously, when you have a family conversation, no one's being careful, no one's being woke, no one's being <laughs> you know. So sometimes I always think to myself, hmm, I'm just there just pouring my thoughts out. So mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're sharing parts of ourselves and bits of ourselves on the internet just because we want to have a conversation and we just want to build a tribe of people to just talk open, honestly, and transparently. And if sometimes we talk out of turn, well, you can check us. But, um, exactly. But as Sharice says, who's going to check me, boo? <laughs> Our audience. Okay, on that note. <laughs> uh, uh, did, you, did you have any words you wanted to add to that? Uh, no, just, show? yeah. I echo, yeah, I echo everything. I think... It doesn't feel like a hundred to me because I know we've done probably more than two hundred and fifty anyway. Mm-hmm. But a hundred in this situation, yes, it's actually a great achievement. Um, but I think it's the most consistent we've been so far. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think yeah. We've had so many iterations. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm proud. Only two, three. Mm. Uh, uh, oh, uh, only two, three. <laughs> that, oh, this is our fourth. Iteration? No, this is our no, third, third iteration. Third. I thought we had um, Pret to Play. Pret to Play, Depth for Music, okay. and this. That's it. And Pop Well, okay, mm, okay. Our third iteration. Um, so I'm very proud of, of Popgram and our uh, satellite shows, uh, our minis, our Christmas specials, our uh, ad nonsenses. Other shows with birth, like ad nonsense and Nunes. Yeah, Nerdcast. Yeah, So, yeah. Yes, to another hundred. Uh, okay, maybe it's you guys. So maybe it's you guys. <laughs> I don't think I have another hundred in me. Because by the time we get to the two hundredth episode, with the ranches of a crazy old woman. <laughs> and another oh, thing. We'll <laughs> yeah, black cloud punching at the cloud. And on that note, as we go out to go, you know, shake our fists collectively at the sky. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Thank you, Mo. Thank you, Daisy. Thank you, Thank you Mo. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>